0: Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Thought Scribe Podcast. I have with me another very special guest, a photographer and a traveler, a journeyman uh, and the writer whose, whose name is Dalton Johnson. How are you Dalton?
1: I'll do well. How are you yourself?
0: Yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool. Um, sorry, I have this you know, this lava lamp or whatever it is. And I try to, because I can't afford any, (laughs) any you know, formal uh, lighting or professional lighting equipment because I'm a kind of, you know, a starving uh, artiste, shall we say, but I'm excited to be speaking with you. And I like people who are kind of out there, you know, trying to find their way in the, in life, and I don't want to talk to people who are kind of uh, established and they are influenced by you know the sedative kind of uh, uh, menial uh, labors of uh, of their lives, their their meager existence, and you know just you know pushing on forward. Like, uh, I don't want to say sheep, but I already said it. So, uh, kinds of sheep. (laughs) I try to expand the the human consciousness and I want to get to know you. So can you introduce yourself a bit for the audience listening?
1: Yeah, so my name is Dalton Johnson. Uh, I'm an adventure photographer and writer. Um, I also live in a van so essentially, I spend half the year photographing surfing, and then half the year photographing climbing. And um, pretty much based in the United States, um, but I also do go into Canada and down into Mexico. And then every now and then, um, probably like two, three times a year, go somewhere else, like on a plane, um, when COVID isn't uh, isn't a thing. <laughs>
0: so yeah, yeah. so. Can you tell me a bit about your kind of titular years? What what kind of drove you or motivated you to kind of, you know, explore and to go out of the reaches and bounds of uh, civilization and to search for, you know, larger than life uh, places and planes of existence?
1: Yeah, so I would say, Growing up, I had, like, a very traditional, like, American upbringing um, where it's like, um, you know, it's like I have a mom and dad and, and like, I go to school and I play sports. Um, and that whole time, like, I really, like, dedicated myself to, to swimming and to uh, water polo. Uh, ended up going to university and playing water polo through university. Um, and through that whole time, I was just like, there has to be something else. And actually, um, my coach uh, pulled me aside One time, uh, I think I was a freshman at this point, and he pulled me aside and he's like, you know, you train more than anyone else here. Um, Like, he's like, you kind of scare me with how much you train. Um, I'm going to like, try to get you um, to do something else. And I was like, oh, coach, it's fine. Like, I I really enjoy training. Like, that's what I'm going to keep doing. And he's like, no, actually, I already scheduled you to go on this like, backpacking trip to Zion during spring break. Cause I call mm. like a uh, American colleges just have spring break. So I get like a week off and he was just like, so I already put you on this trip. <laughs> and so like my plan was to just train for a week and, you know, and just like try to get better. Uh, but instead I ended up like going backpacking and um, yeah. And it, I was just like, kind of like blown away with the beauty. Um, I grew up in like a place that was kind of foresty. Like if, if you've ever heard of Lake Tahoe in California, um it's like it's like a lot of yeah yeah, so it's like really foresty there um but then I like went to the desert for the first time and saw like desert towers and stuff and I was like like the rock everything was red and I was like this is not what I thought nature or wilderness was um and then from there it just like kind of just like you know snowball effect like every year I was like hey like I should go to Yosemite like oh I should go here I should go there and then um it kind of all culminated by my like once i graduated i graduated early and like as a like um like celebration to myself i bought a ticket to new zealand and just cycled around the south island of new zealand and then from there i was like i can't really do anything else like i gotta figure out a way to just always be here (laughs) um and so yeah that's kind of like what i did for for the next like year and a half or so and then eventually i found photography and then tried to start making it a career and you know, now, I think like five years later, here we are, <laughs> I just take photographs and write for a living. So <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, pretty sweet.
0: So you grew up, you grew up uh, where? In, uh, in, uh, LA? LA?
1: No, so like Lake Tahoe. So like, um, I, I grew up in the outskirts of Lake Tahoe, really small town like called Auburn. Like, I think the population's like 10,000 people or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, and and everyone, it's just like mom and dad shops. So like, um, it's like Northern California. So mm. I'm closer to San Francisco. San Francisco mm. would be like, um, three hour drive, mm. um, yeah. from like where I grew up.
0: Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, so, so you had a traditional upbringing. upbringing you said. Um, but you chose a kind of a adventurous adventurous uh, route because most people go to the kind of the corporate world or al- alternatively trying to to uh, get a stab at a, at a, a kind of uh, acting or, or filming or whatever uh, or the kind of the entertainment business uh, so how did you try to escape that maybe maybe would be the corporate world or and uh, yeah, or you didn't want to become a, an actor or a screenwriter or, or whatever. Yeah,
1: I mean, growing up as a kid, um, I really wanted to be a doctor. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I, I didn't know that there was like a lot of option. It was like, like doctor or like become like some financial guy. Um, and I mean, like, my dad did construction growing up. And so it was like, I kind of always knew that there was like other opportunities. Um, but it was kind of said like, oh, like, you're going to go to like a, a university um and then yeah I didn't really know Uh, and then like I think middle of my time in university I I switched from um pre-med to to just math like pure math I was like oh like maybe I'll be an engineer and I was like nah I'm not gonna be an engineer um so then I didn't take the engineering degree I just did the math degree and then from there um like I almost had two minors. I almost had a minor in history, and then almost had a minor in um, creative writing. Mm-hmm. And I say almost because like I didn't like I graduated early, and I would have had to take one more quarter, so like one more set of classes, and I would have had both of those minors. But I was like, it's going to be more fun and like more enjoyable to like go see the world than like what a creative writing minor or a history minor is going to do for for me in my life. So um, yeah, that's what I kind of did uh, in terms of like just kind of understanding and like knowing that I wanted to do something different was just probably seeing like my dad work all the time. You know, it's like, he worked like 18 hour days growing up. And I was like, Mm. I like just like provide for the family and stuff. And I, I I mean, I I truly commend him for doing that. I mean, like I would not be who I am today if Mm. I didn't see that. Um, but like, it just kind of like, is mind boggling to think like people were working 18 hours a day. Um, you know, and then they come home exhausted and then just wake up the next morning and do it again and do it again and do it again, again. you know, like, and so for myself, I was like, that that doesn't make sense. Like, why, why would I do such a thing?
0: Yeah, you wanted to get away from that, you know, cycle of, uh, of living, shall we say, you wanted to have more uh, to exceed your potential in this uh, reincarnation, shall we say, Um, but <clears throat> so did you ever have a, a kind of a, a affinity towards uh, towards uh, the sea or to traveling and you always wanted to explore
1: yeah uh that that's most definitely i think um i I remember this uh story from being very, very young. Um, my mom kind of denies that it happens, but um i i know, I know haven't i think i was like maybe fifth or sixth grade um so I think that's I want to say that's like somewhere between 10 and 12 years old um and I just I remember just being like I was at the doctor's office and and the nurse came out like small town right so like everyone knows everyone and like the nurse came out and was like showed my mom like she just got engaged and I just remember like looking up at her and being like how old are you like have you like traveled the world yet (laughs) and my mom just like squeezing my hand just like tighter and tighter like how do you know like the person that you are getting married to is like the person that you love if you haven't like seen the world um and so like yeah like the idea of traveling and like the idea of like essentially going and seeing what else is out there is like has always been there like I, i i love to watch like the discovery channel as a kid um i remember one time like so like Right, like, I, like such a small neighborhood that like we're allowed to just roam Um, uh, we had like a dinner bell and it's so, like if we as long as we can hear the dinner bell yeah, old school. yeah yeah and so like i remember um i was like four or five houses down and like one of our ne- our neighbors like he had just gotten back from a trip to from like stonehenge in rome and like he was like going through like this is like back in like very early digital cameras and he's like just like going through just his like Giving me a slideshow of this place, and I remember just being like, "Wait, places like that exist? Like, just so like mind boggled, like that, like you know, like that a Colosseum existed." And then he was like telling me the history of like, "Oh, like that, yeah, they used to like use the Colosseum and like fill it up with water and have sea battles inside." And I was like, "Wait, what?" And these like gladiators and all these things, and I was like, "There's no way that this can ever exist," you know. And it just like totally changed my world, and like you know like and that stuff just constantly happened like i remember like when we learned about samurai and and i think like seventh grade i was just like wait Mm. there's samurai like this whole thing is like that's so crazy like and then i was like i was obsessed with japan for like a long time because of it um and then uh, yeah like japanese culture and then um and then a little bit into the chinese culture and then i've really enjoyed chinese art which is like really cool because like you see it in today's modern world like like the whole concept and photography of like little person big landscape like that's like super classic like um mm. older like i forget which dynasty but um in like time frame but like that's super popular for for uh chinese artwork and then also yeah, like the
0: main so yeah. dynasties the most popular is that what it is? yeah the potteries, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, and it's just like yeah, stuff like that is it just it's so it's so crazy like how interconnected our our world is, and like mm-hmm. on top of that, like the the Inca and the Maya civilizations mm-hmm. like really fascinated me too. Like I just like consumed everything I could about them, um, and yeah, so like I was really fascinated about that as well, um, and like a lot of the artwork I have in my van is is that as well. It's just like paintings of like ancient um, stories from them. So yeah. So that was a, a big tangent, but yeah, that's definitely how, no, no, it's how fun. Like, it's I was like, in love, love with the world. So, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, I'm starting to develop that sense of a, kind of a, adventure. But, uh, you know, I, I don't have a lot of uh, funding, shall we say. So I have this, these uh, kinds of, uh, you know, mental, uh, mental notes, shall we say, from different. Uh, cultures and times and places um, so uh, I get my uh, fix uh, with uh, this you know this, this. Mm-hmm. yes all yeah. those uh, different uh, books um, I don't know why I'm <laughs> struggling to say books because I wanted to sound as sophisticated for some reason I don't know what but <laughs> moving on um, so when you look at, uh, at the world and uh, all the different cultures, and if you hit every spot uh, in the world, if you will make it uh, <laughs> because you're climbing a lot and it, it, it is a very hazardous kind of a route you take, um, <clears throat> especially as a photographer. But um, do you think there is a, a, a kind of end uh, to it will will this spark of uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, intrigue and, uh, and wanting to explore will uh, die down
1: I'm going to say no I, I think oh. it's just going to change um, like I might not be climbing but like for example about a year ago or maybe two years ago like I really got into the idea of tea and like just like you know like, when you think about tea you're like wow like you know, it's like I could be going to the Yunnan province over in China and like exploring uh, the tea trade or like, you know, like mm. learning like there's so many stories about just like some something is I mean, I'm going to say simple, but tea is not simple. But like something as simple as tea, like, you know, like it I mean, it changed the entire world. Right. <laughs> like tea is literally everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and it was like, you know, it's like you look into the history of tea and like you find it like coming over from a Jesuit that brought it over and then started the tea trade. And like, you like start to learn all these
0: things. Yeah, like, they, I, I, India I, company, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah exactly. And, and so like, to me, it's like, it, it may not be like climbing mountains for the rest of my life. Um, you know, like, right, like you you do have to recognize, like you you do have like a physical limit. Um, you know, like, right. Like, I mean, I think some of the best climbers are climbing into their fifties. Like, so like, I'll have like roughly 20 more years of... <laughs> of uh climbing but like yeah like i mean that's not to say that say you're like 55 or 60 years old and you can't like go and you know like see like be touring teach places and like doing documentary pieces on on tea or like you know like something i'm really interested in also is like chocolate like you know like chocolate is like right around the equator you know and so like you have you have something like that or like maybe it's like scientific discoveries you know, in the polar region, you know, it's like, I, I have no idea like what, what it could be like right now. It's like climbing and surfing are like the things that really get me like energized. Um, but you know, if that changes, I, it's still something that's global that I I'm trying to learn and trying to see, you know, think about all the ruins too, like that are out there in the world. Like it would be so cool to be able to yeah. like go and get on like a dig and who knows where? And <laughs> like, Do you like, want to so like, awesome. join
0: an uh, expedition or excavation expedition party or something like this?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really open to that. Um, I mean, I I know there's some really cool stuff going down on down in the Andes at the moment. Um, that they like they've discovered some new pots that are mm-hmm. in like some alpine lakes, and they're having to like scuba dive at like twenty thousand feet, which you know, or mm-hmm. eighteen thousand feet which is like incredible Whoa. to think about like it's just like a logistical nightmare like yeah mm-hmm. like some people have like died just doing it you know um because they have like the proper imbalance in gas and like but i know that's like a they like made that discovery and they pulled this pot out and then um now they're trying to do an excavate like a, they're trying to excavate the entire area like i mean that'd be sick to be able to be a part of that um i mean there's just so many things out there right it's just like what uh <laughs> what 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 resources do you right, do you get and who do you know just so you can get there so i yeah. think that'd be like the cool part the hard part
0: yeah so when you try to scale a mountain or to traverse uh, a path or uh, some landscape uh do you uh, generally try to research that area kind of maps or do you try to equip yourself with all kinds of uh, you know, necessities?
1: Yeah, I mean, it depends on, on what type of adventure I want, um, right? Like, in today's world, like, we could literally go on Google Earth and, like, see step by step, like, foot step by footstep of, like, what it's going to be. Um, so I'm kind of at the point to where I kind of just am more of, like, cool, like, I know this route exists. I know it's roughly in this area. Um, this is the right trailhead that you start from. Like, go find it and just, like, try to find it yourself. Um, and so it's like I kind of have less planning that goes into this stuff, it, unless it's like a job. Um, if it's like a job or like I have like a company backing it, or like I'm supposed to write do a write up on it or something like that. And, and then in that case, it's like, I mean, like the company needs a guarantee, <laughs> you know. Yes. Um, and so it's like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like you know, so it's like if, if I am going to be delivering to a company, it's for sure, uh, you know, it's it's it has to be different. Like I have to be able to guarantee that like, I'm going to get you you know, ten images and like, you know, it doesn't a lot of times it doesn't like you don't guarantee a summit just because you there could be something that happens, uh, anywhere from weather to just, you know, I don't know, like say rockfall happens and totally destroys the route that you're climbing. Like, you know, it's like there's like tons of scenarios that I could come up with, but realistically the only thing that, you know, it's like you you promise that you'll deliver a story and like the story shouldn't be like, oh yeah, we did no research. So we really <laughs> yes. messed up. So here's the final story. No, like, that's not a story. That's like, that's, yeah. that's yes. just no, Try
0: to go there yourself and do it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah okay, exactly. And try this
0: at home, no.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, so like, that's the key is to like, it depends on on what the requirements are on my end. But I mean, if it's just like me going out for fun, uh, I'm going to probably do really minimal research. It's, it'll be like, I know this, that this mountain exists and I'll go towards it with like a route description and like recommended gear,
0: mm,
1: you know, mm. and that, that's, that's more than I usually need. Um, yeah. whereas, um, yeah, but if it's like, a, if I am on for like a client or something, it'll be like, it'll be very mapped out. It'll be like, you know, this is the, you know, area we're going to sleep. This is going to be, you know, like how many days we'll be really going. This is the this is the crew. This is all of the equipment. This is all of the photo equipment. This is all the writing equipment. This is literally everything that you need planned out and put into like a PDF document that's nice. like, you know, like logistics, everything put it put together. Um there'll be people on standby for emergency calls and like you have all sorts of like emergency stuff in the backup. And yeah, I mean, so it's just like it's a lot different um, than when you just go out and do something for yourself for fun.
0: So. Yeah. So you have that kind of sense of uh, adventure, and wanting to explore and to see uh, a lot of the world and whatever it has to offer. <clears throat> a lot of the the kind of, you know, the national or the great sites are uh, on the continent that you are, the Americas. Um you know there are a lot of problems with that name, <laughs> but uh, we won't get uh, into them. Um, <clears throat> so, when did you merge the two—the kind of uh, photography side and the adventurous side? How did how did they? What did the uh, synchronicity process look like? Shall we say? <laughs>
1: yeah. So. Um to be honest, I, I hated photography. Um, I was like, I didn't, I didn't like it. I, uh, but it was like, you know, you go on these trips and like a lot of, like when I was early on, I was doing a lot of stuff just by myself. Um, uh, and like, I would take stuff with like my, my iPhone and, um, and like, I had no, no, pers- I was like, I'm not pursuing photography. Like, there was like no active, like, I'm pursuing photography, like, not even conscious of it. I was just like taking photos because I was like, you know, like out on a 10 day backpacking trip or like going and like climbing this peak. And like, you know, it's like I'm all by myself. So it's like, I want to like at least be able to come back and like, yo, dude, look what I saw. It's sick. <laughs> I mean, like, to your friends, right? And they're like, dude, you weren't there. And you're like, no, look, here's the yeah. summit photo. Like, <laughs> they're oh, I guess yeah. you were there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so um, as that, like, Kind of like built up. Um, there's like a side tangent to like uh, my last my last uh, quarter in college. Um, my best friend. I told him I was like, hey, like we've never taken a class together. Like I have free classes. Like what do you want to take? Like just make it fun. Like I don't care. He chose this photography class. Uh, it was like this upper division <laughs> photography class. I had to like beg the professor to get into. It was like kind of wild. it's like yeah, but it was it was cool. Like she, I mean, you know, I learned how to take a photograph. I broke a camera and was like, wow, I'm never gonna buy a camera. <laughs> Uh, and then I went to New Zealand and I didn't have a camera like after graduating. And then I, I just like, um, kind of went and I, I wished I had a camera cause I was like just by myself cycling every day and like going backpacking and like, you know, trying to do, trying to summit some peaks every now and then. And, uh, I also surfed a couple of times. Um, but I was just like, I can't, it came, came to the point where I was like, Oh, it'd be really nice to like, actually have like a nice camera to like to document like what I'm doing um i was like using social media at the time um and just like to like, keep up with friends and stuff and then um when i got back i, I was just like yeah like i should have had a camera <laughs> and then i got a camera and um, started taking photos and then um there's this thing called outdoor education i don't know it's like the biggest company or there's t- the two biggest companies like Knowles, like national outdoor leadership school and then outward bound mm, um like survival and-
0: yeah say again like survival yeah uh not survival
1: uh but like in a in a way i can teach people how to climb um things like that
0: oh oh yeah
1: Yeah, and so then i ended up working for outward bound
0: Mm. and
1: then um i was taking photos still and so like and then the art director there was like hey like you're good enough to like be a photographer like you should do that and I was like, I don't know what that means. Like, do people make money taking photographs? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, sure, whatever. Uh, and he was like, no, like, I'll be your first client. And I was like, cool. Like, how much would I get paid? Like, and he's like, you'll get paid 10 times the amount you get paid now. I was like, wait, whoa, what? <laughs> really? he's he like, oh, maybe not 10 times, but like, yeah, yeah it'd probably be like at least double or triple. I was like, wait, really? And he's like, yeah. Yeah, I was like, yeah,
0: Yeah, I know. I
1: was like, sick, sounds good to me. Um, and yeah, and so that's I like so they shut down they just like take three months through the winter and they like shut their business down uh and the art director was like here's everything you have to do like if you have it all done by the time you come back like uh i'll be your first client and he did he hired me and then i was like cool i guess i am a photographer now yeah. um and then that just built over time like so. learning how to sell a photo so yeah
0: yeah, yeah, it's uh, it sounds tough. Yeah, it's a tough business. But um, so when you try to get a photo, you try to when it, if you see, if you see a lot of artists doing the kind of same location from the same angle and the same landscape and you say, well, this is kind of boring. Are you trying to be creative with it to be crazy? and try to get uh, you know crazy angles uh, like uh, a lot of movie directors in the, in the 70s. And they didn't have those kinds of uh, fancy cranes and uh, all those equipments. And they were trying to take pictures from a lot of uh, strange angles, and especially in the mountains. And they would uh, do it at their own risk. So are you trying to... Uh, get a glimpse of something magical yeah or to get a a photo that is uh that is very creative and and new
1: yeah i mean so i would say that's kind of always the goal but sometimes um you know it's like right now i'm in the tetons it's like been photographed millions of times you know so it's like it's hard to get some a photo that's different Hmm. um but like when you go someplace that's like not very popular you know it's like um like I, I was on a, a climbing trip like uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. And like, I mean, I think on average, there's only like 15 people that climb the peak a year. So it's like, it's really easy to like get, get a shot, you know, that's, that's like different or whatever. Cause it's like realistically how many people go out there with like a professional camera and like that do it for a living, you know, like probably out of those 15, like maybe one every five years type of thing. Um, and, and so it's like, yeah, like, in a way it's, it's more, I don't necessarily care about like doing what everyone else has done. Like if I'm there, like I'll, I'll take those photographs. Cause like a company will you will usually reach out and like, Hey, like, do you have anything of the grand Teton? Like from like Schwab, I think it's like Schwabacker's landing or something. It's like, yeah, I do, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like here it is. And they're like, cool. Yeah. And then like, you know, it's like easier like money, but like, um, but it's not like, it's hard to like go to Schwabacker landing and like get a cool shot. I mean, it's like last year I was like pretty determined to try to do that. Um, and so like, yeah, like because I have a surf housing, like to go in water, I like took it, went in the river with a kayaker and like we photographed like kayaking at sunset. Mm. So there's like a, a solar flare on the Whoa. peak like uh, of the Tetons. So there's a solar flare on the Tetons, him like paddling Whoa. and like, nice. yeah, I, and it's like um, it's a split image. So it's like you, you can see under the mm-hmm. water and then you can see above the water um and so like yeah i mean it's like i i try to like get unique and creative angles um but also at a, at a certain point you do just take like pretty standard images um yeah. to have in your archive for like just in case a company like reaches out in that context um but like when it comes to like me just like shooting personal or something like that is like um yeah i mean i'm i'm looking for a story like i'm i'm looking for something yeah. to be told or or something that's going to convey an idea um way more than i care about like you know it's like it may be like kind of a shitty image like but if it's a better story like i'm way more into that (laughs) like just like complete honesty um yeah because like i like yeah you can have a cool image but like if there's no story behind a cool image like it's just a pretty image in my mind it's like wow yeah yeah, like that's a pretty like yeah like imagine someone goes to a zoo and shoots a tiger in a zoo you're like cool like that's a tiger in a zoo you know (laughs) like what do you do but like yes. you could like go on a safari or something, or like go set up like remote cameras and like spend a month trying to get a photo of a tiger. Like that's sick. I like I'd be way more interested, even if it's blurry.
0: Nobody <laughs> you know? cares about tigers. I don't care. <laughs> when I see when I see a picture of a, of a tiger, I say, well, I, I don't care. I don't care even what medium. I don't care if it's painting, sculpting, three uh, D art, uh, graphic illustrations. I don't care." I don't care about the damn tigers because, because yeah, they're majestic, beautiful creatures. They are a representation of the, the wild and the nature. They're the kings of the jungle. Um, but why, because, you know, we it, it, it harkens back to the questions about people kind of uh, getting those uh, generic, uh, you know, safe uh, uh, photographs that nobody cares. They have a, they have a nice uh, kind of a shadowing, they have a good uh, color palette, shall we say, to work with, they have nice lighting, um, but nobody cares. Uh, I, I see, well, there are, I think of those kinds of people when I see all the wallpapers, you know, uh, I say you know a computer screen wallpaper phone, uh, nobody cares. It's, it's just a generic photo. So, uh, who are some of your kind of landscape uh, photographers?
1: Uh, like people that I look up to.
0: People that it doesn't matter if you look up uh, something that is that is impactful to you when you look at their work. There.
1: Okay um so I think a surf photographer Russell Ord uh I'm like amazed by his work um but it, it, I think it's more because of like how he gets a shot so like mm-hmm. I mean like it's like uh do you know what big wave surfing is yes yeah, um, right. yeah so like so he, he photographs like essentially like wave porn which is just like aesthetically pleasing waves um that are just massive and he's like swimming in it um so like yeah imagine he's just like swimming in like 30 to like 50 foot waves uh, just oh, like him in no. a camera, you know it's like to me like that's like badass and like I, I love the work and it, and like the thing is it's not just like oh like, that's badass and he's like doing it. It's like no, like not only is he photographing surfers doing it, not only is he like in that position like taking weight like you know a fifty foot wave on the head, like he can die, he can drown yes, like if he gets hit in the wrong way. You know, it's like with your water housing, like if it slips yeah. out of your hand, like that thing's a weapon. Like it is going to knock you out. Like the thing weighs like 10 pounds. You know, it's like that's going to really hurt. Like yeah. you, you could definitely
0: yeah.
1: die. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, like, yeah, like Russell Ward is like, man, I, I look at his stuff and I'm like, geez, that's amazing. Um, yeah. So I think, yeah, just like the way he gets a shot. Um, I mean, in terms of climbing, like you have like this super classic, like, um, you know, like Jimmy Chen, Renan Ozturk uh, people like that, um, that are like now like very established Nat Geo photographers. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I really appreciate those. Um, yeah, I've been on like a pretty big, like Nat Geo photographer kick lately. So like, you know, like Paul Nicklin and Niddy, um, yeah, like pretty, pretty impressed by their stuff. Um, but then there's some like more like low key people, like this guy named Drew Smith. Um, not only does he like create just like absolutely amazing work, he like, I mean, it's just like, like the way he focuses with his lighting you just like y- you can you, your eye immediately knows where to look just because of of how the image is lit you know and it could be anywhere from like skating to climbing like he's like truly like one of those like old school like i mean he's he's young uh but he, like he has like the old school version of like yeah like we're going to get one shot today um of like this person highlighting and it's going to be like perfect light like it's like all of it would be like black but like golden light just on the pillar the line and um the person walking and you're like wow no like that's that's a stellar image um yeah i mean like that's that's something i love about drew's work yeah
0: yeah so moving on uh we talked a little bit about uh art and the also the technical side and also the business side of what do you do so Let's talk a little bit about magic, if you will. When you right. <laughs> Or you don't want to talk about it. And...
1: <laughs> no, I love talking about it. I actually just listened to a, a podcast from Alan Watts about magic. And, like, yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, super open.
0: Not, not you know, not traditional magic. I mean, no, the, yeah, concept, yeah. the concept of magic. Yeah, mm-hmm. or are kind of things that are a little bit uh, supernatural, but not in, uh, in any kind of, you know, uh, uh, woo-woo sense. But to talk about uh, the, the natural beauty of the places that, that you go, shall we say. If you yeah. go to Yosemite, or you go to the Grand Canyon, and you have a long time to, to be there, and uh, you have a long time to ponder, I'm guessing. So, when you go, when you trudge on uh, ahead, shall we say, to your destination, do you stop and uh, and think? Do you find a different uh, kind of a special special places that are that are magic, shall we say?
1: Yeah, I would say for myself, uh, that's something I I strive for. So, like, I'm an avid journaler. And so, like, what I'll do is just, like, either, like, take, like, uh, they make, like, pretty compact chairs nowadays that you can just, like, take. And I'll just, like, go and sit and just, like, watch. (laughs) Just, like, go. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't necessarily have to be all that pretty. But just, like, you know, a creek with, like, say, like, yeah, say, like, you gave Yosemite, for example. Like, go to Glacier Point and just, like, watch sunrise from the side of a cliff like drinking some coffee and journaling and just sit there and just like take in the sun rising and like the birds you know singing and um, just like the, the gust of wind as they like goes across your face and just just really be able to like sink in and just enjoy it and just be like wow like it's crazy that like <laughs> we get to just enjoy this and we get to sit here and watch this and like you know and then you're like looking across at half dome and you're like wow like that's amazing that this was glacially carved. And like, you had to think about like, the, you know, I'm going to say hundreds of thousands, about millions of years that it took for like glacier to recede and to shape it. And like that, like whole process just like comes through my head of like, wow, like, you know, like, like you're just so in, like, so in awe. You're just like, how is this even possible? Like, it's amazing. And um, yeah, I, just, I love being able to sit there and just then take that in and, you know, and you know maybe one day I'd be able to capture it in a in a way in a photo to convey it to somebody else or maybe in like a poem or in a in a writing piece or something uh, you know like that'd be amazing um you know, but also like english language is pretty limiting and once you say it then it's it's said and it's not true you know it's like a word yes. it carries so much baggage so
0: yeah yes yes so you have to convert you know your thoughts to to metaphors and you have to Uh, allocate the right words to coincide with your thoughts and your uh, kind of meaning and your intentions, which is also very um, important, but that's beside the point. Um, So you you mentioned that you wanted to take writing classes uh, and major in English literature. So how do you, now you're a writer and uh, what does a what kind of themes do you cover in, in your writing? What did, do you like to write about?
1: Yeah. So um, as, a, as a kid, like a really little kid, like I love to write. And like my dream job as a kid was like to be a writer. Mm. Um, like there was like, we know like when you really really little i had like a couple random jobs like i also wanted to be like a cement truck like a cement truck driver i was like oh that'd be <laughs> super awesome uh and i wanted to be a writer and then like you know like your parents kind of like sway you they're like oh Mac, maybe you should think about something else like yeah seem maybe really smart, cement right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're like may- maybe not a cement truck driver <laughs> uh, yeah uh, and so like i but like i used to like write little stories for my dad and like give them to him for father's day or like write stuff for my mom and, uh but like that kind of like went out the window at some point and I was like, I'm going to be a doctor, but um, like at some point it kind of like circled back around. And actually the, the way I started getting my imagery and stuff published is by putting a story to it, like by putting words to it. Mm. Um, And that, that was honestly like when my, my career started to like actually take off is when words actually got put to the, put to the photos. Um, And so now in terms of like, so, like, I, I write for myself um, every day. Um, I, for myself, it's usually poetry or um, fiction pieces. Um, but um, for, for companies and for work, it's, um, it'll be, like, kind of, like, SEO-based. It'll be, like, you know, like, five best um, hiking yeah. spots or something, like, five <laughs> best trailheads to hike from. Yes. Um, or, like, you know, like, something like that. And, like, you, know, you tell a story, and um, it's, like, yes. fun um, this su- all-
0: suggested the tab yeah of course
1: <laughs> yeah exactly and but yeah i mean like right like a company like is trying to make money off of it and so like you're trying to help them uh increase their seo and like kind of go down that path but um you know like i i do love like a client just kind of came out to me and they're like hey like we want you to write a blog for us um and like get us eight photos and you're like mm-hmm. wait really <laughs> like i was like what like what's the direction they're like literally just do what I- do what you do it's amazing just do it i'm like wow okay you know like jobs like that are they're they're a little bit scary because you're like well what i don't know what they want like this could be terrible
0: yeah
1: um but i'm gonna write like um yeah just like a a nice piece on on what it means to like adventure like kind of like a little bit more um kind of like metaphysical or like kind of like more of the creative side of like or philosophical side of like what adventure means um, yeah. you know and and tie it tie it in with like you know you don't have like an adventure doesn't have to be like climbing a mountain like i'm going to use that as the metaphor but like you know like that may be you know like going out and like asking a girl like asking somebody out on a date you know like that could have been like your mountain that you climb you know it's like like whatever that adventure could be you yeah, know yeah. I, I don't know yeah. I, I haven't written the piece so i'm making it up as we talk but like yeah uh, but yeah, yeah like, have, have it be like like philosophical and, and, and have it be more fun um and so that's that's what I really enjoy joy writing. Um mm. is like kind of the, those pieces that get people to think. Um like if if I could like write a book that would like help someone out, i think like um like Paulo Coelho's writing. Um mm-hmm. you know, yeah, he yeah, like, yeah. He like the, wrote wrote like yeah. The Alchemist and like Alchemist and and Alchemist and
0: and all those. Yeah, yeah, yeah those, like, uh, like yeah, those spiritual journey books, yeah.
1: Yeah, and it's like an allegory, right? And so, like, I'd love to be able to write that. Like, write a really good allegory that is applicable to everything um, and everyone. Like, I mean, yeah, to me, like, create a timeless piece.
0: That'd
1: that'd be amazing.
0: So, I write uh, a little bit of fiction and uh, poems, uh, stories and poems. But, uh, so, would you be willing to talk a little bit about what you're writing? Is it completely fiction is it um sort of a a semi memoir or what is it
1: (laughs) yeah um i think a lot of it is pretty memoir based um i i use my own personal life and personal experiences to to convey ideas um but then it doesn't necessarily have to be that i mean a lot of times in poetry um it's it's more environmental based um trying to bring up Mm -hmm. a topic you know um or convey convey an idea um that doesn't necessarily have to be from from myself like a memoirist piece but um you know maybe pulling on pulling on the context or the idea of of um what this environment has or or what what uh, is going on in the world um yeah so i mean like i think that's kind of like the the best thing um so yeah i mean i'd say it, it pretty much ranges but it has to do with like adventure, or it has to do with. Um, oh, there's a cute little cat wandering around. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it has to do with. Is it a like black cat? cat? Yeah. Is it? Two, it's black.
0: It's
1: two black, black. Two black
0: cats. <laughs> no. Yeah.
1: no, it does look like it's pregnant, though. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, so I have it's a like nice a distraction yeah,
0: from the talk, <laughs> from the conversation. So it's good. Yeah. Yeah freshen up a bit yeah um, so we have a, a extra time shall we say and I want to uh, you know to take advantage of that time and ask you a little bit let, let's do a little bit of a free ball shall we say and talk about, right. and talk about uh, if you've ever had any kinds of supernatural, uh, experience or inco- encounters of the the four, six uh, whatever kind you want
1: <laughs> All right. um i'd say i'd say yes uh oh. most definitely um yeah i mean so like there's a lot of times where like you're you're out by yourself doing something that you don't really kind of understand or don't necessarily know um yeah, like, um so like one example is, and this is gonna take us down down a wormhole, but uh, I feel like <laughs> you kind do. of ask for Please it. Do. So. Yeah. I,
0: mean, um, I ask for it, of course. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um so this this sounds I mean it's definitely like a, it sounds strange, but when my grandma passed away, um my mom went and saw some somebody. Um and during that time they said like, oh like um like you're essentially my grandma, it will always be around in the form of a butterfly um, mm. in, in and in a time of need. Um, and I remember I was out soloing a peak and it was, it wasn't, uh, a lot of things were going wrong. And I just remember kind of being a little bit broken down on the side of the mountain, um, you know, like kind of thinking to myself, like, you know, it, it might be possible that, that I could die in this situation and um, kind of, kind of struggling a little bit. Uh, and all of a sudden like uh, a kind of a a butterfly just came and and flew by me Um, and it it flew by me and then like it actually landed pretty close to me and then it got back up and like flew uh, around the corner and up and um, I just remembered like I guess you know grandma is supposed to be a butterfly like let's randomly take this chance and um, yeah when it went around the corner and uh was able to like find like a secure way to get to the top and be able to get back down safely um and then i remember being at the campfire um just by, once again by myself just like enjoying like under now underneath the peak safe like eating dinner and then um you know butterfly came and like it wasn't the same one uh, but it was i mean it was like same same type of butterfly but like i'm not guessing it's the same one but and then a butterfly came back and like flew by me like and then just like flew away um and so yeah i mean like i i don't know right like one could say that it just as happenstance like it was just a butterfly mm-hmm. um but i like i personally i like to think that like my grandma like saw me at the time of suffering and i'm about to die and i was like hey idiot i'm gonna come and tell you it's over here <laughs> um, yes. so so yeah i mean that's uh, yes. something I mean, that's a great like, yes. personal idea. But. Well,
0: I remember I had a lot of encounters with uh, white butterflies, shall we say. Uh, they okay. are? They seem to be attracted, I don't know, to me, which is, a, I'm guessing it's a, a kind of a, you know, it, it, it depends on the culture, but uh, uh, some say that it, it's it brings good luck and some say it is a symbol that you are going to yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you <laughs> haven't croaked after seeing them yet, so sorry. I said you haven't croaked after seeing them, so you should be fine. <laughs> yes,
0: yes, and uh, not yet, not yet. But you know, I had a lot of uh, strange uh, encounters. Uh, I was after my grandfather died, and I saw. Uh, Sometimes I would feel a little pat on the shoulder, and I would think it was him, maybe. Um, but mm-hmm. he was a good, uh, he was a nice ghost, shall we say, not not an evil one. But, That's good. <laughs> yeah. But I I I remember also <clears throat> I remember also uh, kind of a, when I slept, I always slept facing the door, so. You know the the ghouls won't take me away when I was sleeping, and uh, if the the angel of death was on, on my trail, a lot a lot of the time I don't know why, but uh, it seemed very poignant. You know when it was dark, <laughs> completely. Yeah. And you see all kinds of shadows in the in the environment and uh, um, so. Do you have any kind of a closing lines, Joe would say? What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I mean, to me, my thought is just um, um, in, in a way, maybe a little bit cliche, but going back to the Paulo Coelho uh, Alchemist book, like, I mean, he talks about like a personal legend in all of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and he talks about like kind of being able to tap in and listen listen to the voice that's inside of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to me, like, um. I really kind of look at that and think like, Hey, like um, if you can tap into that personal legend, that voice inside of you, um, you should just listen to it and, and go with it um, and just go with it until it doesn't make any sense anymore. Um, and, and, and that's kind of like how I, how I like to like live my life. Um, yeah. Like, the, I mean, it's just, to me, as soon as you start following, um, following a path, you you know pretty quick whether it's right or wrong, and if it's right, it goes it goes really well, and then it like blows up in front of your face. <laughs> uh, I mean, like that's like the story of the book, right? In uh, the Alchemist, like right, like everything it starts off really well, and then blows up in his face, and it's like yeah, at some point you get tested, and like don't give up at that test, like keep pushing through the test, and then you'll find it, you know. Uh, and I, I that's kind of what I think, and so if I could like convey that to anyone else, like I would say like find that path, listen to it. Go for it. As soon as you get like up against the wall, like don't be upset about it. Embrace it. Know that it's your challenge, and like get past it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I want to thank you so much, Dalton, for this amazing, great conversation. And I hope we'll have uh, the opportunity to talk in the future, also.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. This is yeah. exciting. <laughs> it was a fun thank conversation. You. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah. For me too. Thank you. And thank you for watching. And bye bye.